Okay, today's daf is Shabbos daf Kuflam and hey, we are on Kuflam and Dalad Amid Bays, the bottom line. So the Mishnah on top of the page, Kuflam and Dalad Amid Bays, the final few lines said a suffix. You have a suffix, and the Gemara is going to go on to say what exactly this means. That you're not sure if you should be doing the Milah on the eighth day. Now we're talking about Shabbos. If the eighth day fall out on Shabbos, the Androgynous, or someone who has both the. Um, the genitalia of a male and a female, so that's called androgynous. Ain mechalin a love as a Shabbos. You don't, you're not mechal Shabbos to do the bris mila. Rabbi Yehuda was matir by androgynous. So the Gemara says, bottom line, tonu rabbanan. We learned in a brayser. Our lasai, the pasuk says, in Chumash it says, v'yama shmini yimo besar our lasai. So the only time we will violate Shabbos in order to do a bris, is talking about our lasai vadai. So our lasai vadai, when we know for sure that this should be, you should be doing a bris milah to this baby, then doich es ha-shabbos. V'loi, suffik, doich es ha-shabbos. But a suffik, koflam and alaf, a suffik, bris milah, would not be doich es And the Gemara is going to go on to explain what, these, what this means. Our lasai vadai, doich es shabbos that means only a vadai, v'loi androgynous. Androgynous is a person who has both zachar, zachras, and nekevas, and therefore it's a suffix if the person is a zachar or a nekeva. So we're not sure it's a suffix. That will not be doich es shabbos So if you do no, androgynous doich es shabbos and v'onish kares. That if androgynous does not get a brismila, he is punished by kares. Okay, next, our lasai vadai, doich es shabbos that if it's a vadai, so when we say that we do a bris milah on Shabbos, that's only when we know for sure it's the eighth day. But let's say a baby's born, you can have this either Friday night or Matzei Shabbos or Saturday night, where the baby's born in between Shkia and Seis, and they can go figure out many different opinions when exactly this is. But once it's already in between Shkia and Seis Kavim, you get into the question of Ben Hashemashos, is it really Shabbos, is it, you know, Suffolk Shabbos? So the next week, you're not going to do a bris milah, on the eighth day. So only Vada is Deich HaShabbos. V'loi noilad b'na shmashos Deich HaShabbos. Deich HaShabbos. And b'na shmashos baby will not be Deich HaShabbos. So if a person is uh, his wife's giving birth and it's on Friday afternoon or it's on Shabbos, so you look at the clock, make sure you know exactly when the baby's born. So you know if the baby was born on Friday, was it born on Shabbos, was it born halachary on Sunday. So very important, and that's when a rub will get involved, what time was the baby born? Now the truth is, even on a regular day, on a Tuesday, the, the moil will ask what time the baby was born. So there, it's less of a shiloh because you're not dealing with chilo uh, Shabbos, but you do want to make sure that you're definitely doing it beyond Mishmini. On the eighth day, you don't want to do the bris on the seventh day. That's uh, shaleh bismani. It's, it's, it's not yoytza. So any, basically, any time of, of the week, you'd, you'd want to know exactly what time the baby was born on any day. Okay, let's keep going. Let's see a baby was born and it already it was born already circumcised, meaning there's no foreskin. So in that case, that's not called Arla, and therefore you would not do the bris or hatafas dam bris, getting some blood out. You would not do that on Shabbos. How do I know that? Even if the baby was born circumcised without a foreskin, you still need to. Extract some blood that's part of a mitzvah. There's a lot. This daf is packed. You can really go through. A, there's a lot to discuss on this daf. On this daf, but we see a glimpse of here from here that there's an, there's a there's a, a necessity to have some blood being drawn out in order to be mekayim the mitzvah of milah. 
And Beisilah holds you do not need to do Hatafas Dambris. Now, why does Beisham hold you need to do Hatafas Dambris? So at this point, the Gemara assumes Beisham hold that there, there's a suffix, maybe we're going to call this Arla Kavusha, which means the, the foreskin is embedded or suppressed. Even though the appearance is that this baby does not have a foreskin, there is a concern that maybe it's there. So therefore, you do a toughest dambris. That would be the opinion of Beishami. But why am I doing it? I'm only doing it because of a suffix. So that fits with our category. That suffix, loy suffix, doyche shabbos. And therefore, noilor kishehu mol would not be doyche shabbos. Amar Rabbi Shim ben Elazar, they're not arguing regarding Everyone agrees that if it was on a Tuesday, on a regular day, you would have to do a toughest Amris. Amen. What is the Machlaikas? Al Gershon is Gaya Kishumal. And this is fairly common, especially if, if a ger goes through uh, many processes. You go through a reform gerus, and then you go to the conservative gerus. And unfortunately, I, I was once giving a share uh, downstairs in Shul, and I won't say his name, but I was talking about the uh, discussion of, it was actually interesting, Shaila. Can, a per, can you, can you uh, do local anesthesia or anesthesia in order to, before you do a bris? So a simple hal- uh, halachic understanding is, of course, why not? It is brought down, a pikabala, that the tsar, the pain of... Of, of the of, of the child is a kapara. There's a lot lot to discuss. So we had a whole child is Imre Yosher, I think, on this. So someone in the crowd said, "It's pretty painful. I did it three times, you know." So because he went through the he went through the process three times. So the question is, if you look at this Gemara, now there's a lot between the Gemara and what we pass in the Shulchan Aruch. But let's just look at the Gemara. The Gemara says like this: The machloikes between Meisham Beisilos al Gershin is Gayer Kishehu Mol on a Ger that was this Gayer when he was already Mol. Whether he had it, he was circumcised as a child, that was what his parents chose, his doctor decided, whatever, or he tried to do a gerus previously and he was not, uh, didn't do a full fledged gerus, didn't do it in front of a Bezdin kosher. You need to do a toughest dambris. You would not need to do a toughest dambris. So that was the machoikes beisham beisil, but a, but a, 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 a tinok, a child that was born, they would for sure need to do. We said previously, so the question is like this. You told me, if it's a questionable bris, it's not Shabbos. Okay, and then you list all these things. So, what, what were you telling me originally? Last week, what were you coming to include? As we said, throughout Shabbos, anytime the Gemara says or gives me a, a blanket statement, and then it gives me more details, so then why would you say the original statement? Just tell me the details on the old halachas. So it must be coming to include something else. Like Mar says, La Asuya, it's coming to include Had Tanarabanan, the following brysa. So back in the day, this is before modern medicine, when a, when a, a woman, when she was pregnant, so depending on how far in the pregnancy, uh, you would figure out the viability of a child. The truth is you do this today as well, you know, based on how many weeks. But back then there was, it was an interesting uh, split that if a child was born in the seventh month after conception, Ben Shiva, so then we assume that child is going to be a viable child. So therefore, Ben Shiva, a, seven, a, a, a baby born uh, after seven months, Mechalon Allah Shabbos. In the seventh month, so then Mechal Shabbos. Ben Shemoyna, so the eighth month, so right around, you know, 34 to 38 weeks, 36, 36 weeks, that, that time period, you would say, no, after, after it's already in the eighth month, we would not be Mechal Shabbos because there, there was no viability for that child. You know, today, even Toysfah says, in his day, that, that's, that wasn't the Metzias. 
ain't mechal in Shabbos. Not only that, Ben Shmoina, a Tinok, Ben Shmoina, who was born in the eighth month, Harehu Ke'evin, it's muksa, like a Evan, meaning there's no chance of survival. Va'asr l'tatla, you know how to move it. It's mamish muksa. Avo'imai, the mother, Shoicha, she could lean over, Uminikasa, Mibnei Sakana. She, for her own health, is allowed to nurse the child, but as far as the child is concerned, they, uh, they threw away the book on this child. Now, today we want to do this, but back in the day, eighth month, uh, a baby born in the eighth month of pregnancy would not be a viable child. So that's trying to tell me another, so it's telling me this, this halacha, that a baby that was born, uh, suffolk between if it was seventh month or eighth month, that would be another ca- uh, case of suffolk, and that would not be doicha es hashavas. Itmar. We learned in the base Medrash. Rav Amar Halacha Kitanakama. Halacha is like the Tanakama, who goes that, that the Shita of Basilo, that you don't have to do Hatafas Dambris when a baby was born, Noilod Mahol. Nothing to do with Geras. It's talking about a regular baby. With Shmuel Amar, no. Halacha of Shimon Lazar. That by, by a typical Jewish child, you would need to do Hatafas Dambris. The Machoikas between Misham and Basilo is in a Geras who is being a Geras. He already had Mila. So the other Mila is a different, a different uh, discussion. We'll talk about this in Gemara Nivamas. It's a different type of Mila. It's not your typical classic uh, a baby that's born on eighth day doing a bris Mila. This is a bris Mila to bring them into Klai Yisrael. But he's not an Aral. He has a bris Mila. So perhaps that's where Basilo says you do not need to do Hatafas Dambris. Rav Adabarahava is Yalalea that a child born to him and uh, the baby was born already circumcised, didn't have a foreskin. And of course, the baby was born on Shabbos, and that's how he born in Agamara. So, Ahadre Atleser Mohaloi. So, he lived in a, in a populated city. He went, he found 13 Moelim. Not one of them wanted to do the Milo because it's Shabbos. They're not going to do Chilo Shabbos. We just said that by Sveikos, Suffolk, we're not Machal Shabbos. So, this case is a Suffolk. It's a Suffolk if there's an embedded, suppressed uh, foreskin, and we're not going to be Machal Shabbos. So, what did he do? He did it himself. No one's going to help me, I'll do it myself. Adeshave, he did the meal himself, and he made his son a cross shavcha, which means uh, castra- uh, castrated. He actually hurt his child. So Amar, he said about himself, tastily, I deserve this. Meaning, it's coming to me, because the Avri Adarav, I went against Rav. Rav said, halacha is, you don't need to do a toughest time. Forget about Shabbos. And I'm so mocked, but I need to do a toughest time. And I'm trying to do it on Shabbos. That's why I got punished, because I went against the Psak of Rav. Amali Rav Nachman, so Rav Nachman told of Adabar Hava, Shmuel Loy Avar. You didn't violate what Shmuel said. You Not only did he go against Rav, you went against Shmuel as well. Amar to Amar Shmuel, what did Shmuel say? That Allah is like a Shimon Lazar, that everyone agrees. That a Nolan Mohol still needs to do a Tafas Dabris. That's Bachol. That's on a Tuesday, on a Monday. But Shabbos, me, Amar. On Shabbos, did Shmuel say that everyone agrees? You're supposed to violate Shabbos? So not only did he go and get Rav, Rav said he don't need it at all. Even Shmuel says you need it. Not on Shabbos. You went on Shabbos, did it yourself. That's why he deserved to. I mean, it's 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 sad that his son was punished, but that's why uh, he slipped and he and he ended up cutting his son. Now, who Savar? So Rav Adabar Hava, what was he thinking? So who Savar? He thought the reason why 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 did Shmuel say that a Nolan Mahal, a baby that was born uh, without a foreskin, that you need to do a tafas dambris? Why is that? He thought it's because vadai arla kavushi. It's not a suffix. Not that we're not sure if there's uh, a foreskin embedded, suppressed. No, 
He thought it was because for sure there is. De'itmar, Rabba Omar, Chayshinon, we're concerned, Shema Arla Kavushi. Maybe there's something there, and therefore, if you're going to do something, don't do it on Shabbos because it's only a suffix. Rav Yosef Omar, Vadai Arla Kavushi. It's for sure there's something there. So if there's something there, then it makes sense to be Mechal Shabbos. That was Adab Rahava's thought process why he went on Shabbos to do it himself. Meaning he, he went with Shmuel that the baby needs Hatafas Dambris. Not only does the baby need it, it's not a suffix. It's a vada that there's something there to cut, and that's why he did that on Shabbos. And unfortunately, he uh, he hurt his son. Amar Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef said like this: Mina Aminallah. How do I know? My, my where do I get my opinion from? Where's what's my source that we say vada arlo kavushi? There's for sure an arlo there. So the Tanya we learned in a brayser. Rabbi Lezer Hakapar Amar. I think it's Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar, a kapar, lo nechu be shamer be sel. Don't argue. Al noilo to kashu mal shetarach lahatim and dambris. If a baby's born without a foreskin, of course you have to do a toughas dambris, drawing out some blood. Al me nechu. What is the machlekes? The machlekes is le chalel alava shabbos. Do we violate shabbos? Be shamay oimrim. Be shamay say. Yes, indeed, you should be Mechal Shabbos to do a tafas dambris, to take out some blood. No, we will not be Mechal Shabbos on a suffix Arla Kavusha. So, Lav Mechal, what do you see from here? This was the opinion of Rabbi Lazar Hakapar, meaning he's coming to argue on an earlier opinion. The Tanakama, the original opinion was of Shimon Alazar, who says they argue if uh, it needs Hatafas Dambris at all, it must be Savar, Machal, and Alavas Shabbos. It must be that they agree that you would be Machal, and Alavas Shabbos. Because, because um, according to Abelazar Hakapar, their Machlaikis is Lachal, Alavas Shabbos. But the Tanakama, who says no, that Everyone agrees you'd be Michal Shabbos, and Rav Yosef goes with the Tanakama. So the says, one second. The Dilma Tanakama, I call a Michal and Kamar. Maybe the Tanakama holds, everyone agrees you're not Michal of Shabbos, and Machlokas is on a regular Tuesday. So the Gemara says, no, I'm Cain. Rabbi Lazar Hakapar, Taimo de Beshamay Oslash Minon. So what's Rabbi Lazar Hakapar coming to tell me? He's coming to tell me the opinion of Beshamay. I don't care about Beshamay. We don't pass on the Beshamay. So. It, it must be that the Tanakama holds you are Machal Shabbos. So the Gemara says, Maybe this is what he was saying. Maybe you're just telling us a clarification. He's saying that, by the way, they don't argue about Hatafas Dambris. The Tanakama wanted to say, says, Do I even need it at all? Comes along. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar Kapper. No, there's no machlekes. If you need it all, everyone agrees you do need it. The machlekes is, do I do it on Shabbos? Okay. Where, where did we say this time? The time was of Shimon uh, Ben Lazar. Um. Yeah, it's not. It's not here. It's it's in, it's, in, it's in another brayso. We didn't have it here. I'm sorry, we did it. We did it. We had it a few lines back. Rabbi Shimon Ben Lazar, the nechlo beisham beisela no kishimol shatzar latman damris neishar Allah kavushihi. I'm not going to go out Gershon this guy here, right? Okay. Next. Amar of Asi, very interesting halacha, very interesting Gemara. Amar of Asi. Kol she'imoy tamei leida, nimo l'shmainam. If a, the mother is tamei leida, so then the mila is on the eighth day. 
If the woman is not tamileda, you don't do the bris meal on the eighth day. And I will just read, read the pasuk, and then we'll give some explanations. Remember, the pasuk says, "Isha a woman is, is tazria. She uh, she um, she gets pregnant. Vielda zachar v'tama, and she becomes tame tamas leda. She's tame seven days. Vayamashmini yimo besar alasi on the eighth day." They do a bris milah. So there's a there's a medrash on this on this pasuk. The medrash says it's actually gemara. The gemara says why is milah on the eighth day? So the gemara says that we know we have this pasuk before. There's supposed to be simcha with the bris milah. That klayis always accepted it by simcha. So if a woman is tamei seven days after giving birth, if you look in the pesukim in Parshas Tazria, when a woman gives birth to a zachar, so there's seven days of tumas leida by a zachar. So the husband and wife can't be besimcha together. Only on the eighth day could they be besimcha. So that's why bris milah is on the eighth day. That, that's a gemara. I think the gemara is anida. That's a gemara. So on the same note, but it's actually a pasuk, not just you know midrashim here. The pasuk does say, isha kisazria v'yolda zachar v'tama, and then v'yamashmini yimel b'sar alasei. So the gemara, the tarot shalap is telling us that the halacha, the need to do the bris on the eighth day is dependent on a woman being tame tumas leda. Now, what would be the uh, what would be a, a case of non tumas leda? So we're going to see a C-section, perhaps other 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 uh, this, the gemara on Amar Beis. We'll get into other cases where there was no tumas leda, so perhaps there would not need to be a, a mila bayom eshmini. So Amalei Abaya, Abaya asks So one second. What happened before Matan Taira? How do we know that the bris milah is on the eighth day? We already know it from Parshas Vayera that Avram Avinu gave Yitzchak uh, his bris milah on the eighth day. So for Dairis, for generations, we were doing the bris on the eighth day. We know Moshe Rabbeinu was punished, right? Eighth day? So one second. There was no Tum of Tahara back then, but they had bris milah. Because there's no tire yet, so there's no Tumas Leida. Yet we were commanded, Klaus, whatever we were, we were commanded on Mila, Vanimala Shmaina, Samale. What do you bring me Rias from before Baton Tyra? At the end of the day, Nitna Tyra, the Tyra was given, and these Psukim are in close proximity. Vinishat Shahalach, we have a new halacha. You're right. Back in the day they didn't care about this, but now we do. So Mars is Aini, Vaitma, we looked in the base medrash. Yaitse Dyfen, uh, it means Yaitse Dyfen going out through the wall. We'll, we'll call this a C section. Or a different case is a, is a child that was born with two foreskins. Ravhuna, Ravchir, Bara, they have Machlekes. Chat Omar, one holds Machalin of Shabbos. You're still Machal Shabbos. The Chat Omar ain't Machalin, we're not Machal Shabbos. Now, what do we see from here? No one has the uh, Havamina, the thought to say that you don't do sh- you don't do meal on the eighth day. Everyone agrees you do meal on the eighth day. The question is, Michal Shabbos for a Yoitze Doifin, a C-section. Are we Michal Shabbos for this baby? But the eighth day, it seems like everyone agrees. You would do the bris on the eighth day. So how could Rav Asi say the only time you do bris on the eighth day is when a woman was tamileida? You see, that's not true. So the says no. That's how we explain it. When we say the bris is on the eighth day, that's telling me that we violate Shabbos. Otherwise, of course, well, of course you do the bris on the eighth day. It must be that haba hatalia. The if you're violating Shabbos, that shows that the mitzvah 
is specifically on Biyamashmini, as we had in Kuflam Beis. That's the source. Kuflam Gimel. That's the source for for uh, doing a bris mila even on Shabbos, as it says Biyamashmini. Okay, so that's Machlekes. Do we do we consider a do we do we uh, require Tomas Leida in order to have mila Biyamashmini? So the Gemara says Kitanai. We have the similar Machlekes Tanan. Just by the way. There's a, there's, a, there's a few other halachic discussions that come from this. So if you look at the beginning of the Pasuk, it says, Isha ki sazria, v'yolda zachar v'tmea. So, so first of all, we have this concept of Tumas, of tumas uh, Leida creating the need to, to, uh, to have the Mila B'yam Hashmini. That's one thing. In that Pasuk itself, it says, Isha ki sazria. There has to be some type of sazria on the part of the woman. So there's a Rabbeinu Hananel in Chagiga, which you won't get to today. But there's a, 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 a tremendous discussion in the Paiskim in the past 50 years with all the inno- innovative ways of, of fertility that you can have you know, IVF or other methods of, of fertility treatment where you're not having a typical Isha Kisazria. And the question is, would you then do a bris mila b'yayim hashmini in a situation of, of an IVF baby? So... Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach said not to do it. If you look at the Nishmat Avraham, he quotes Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach, but I think the consensus of most of the Paiskim is that they would, in fact, do a bris mila, even on an IVF baby that was born on Shabbos, if, uh, if they ate, they fell on Shabbos. But this is interesting. It comes from this Gemara of Isha Kisazria. The question is, is this Dakar Dekach at, at this point in time? We no longer consider it an ace. We consider it, uh, uh, you know, a normative uh, medical treatment. So that is all part of that discussion. Okay, so let's go back to the Gemara. So the Gemara says, this machlekes between Rav Asi, I'm sorry, this machlekes regarding the halacha of Asi, that in order for the bris mila to be on the eighth day, that it's required to be on the eighth day and it's the Shabbos, is dependent on a woman being tamay, Tomas Leida, that's a machlekes tanam if this is required. Okay, we have a brisa like this. So we're going to get into the discussion of, of an Eved, uh, 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 and a um, and a shivcha. So hold on. So the Gemara is like this. Kitanoi. You have every kanani. Yes, you lid bias. You have someone that was born to the bias. Meaning, let's say you're the uh, you're the balabias, and you have slaves. So not exactly the most exciting topic <laughs> these days. But you have uh, you lid bias. But that was that was the way uh, the world was. Okay. So we'll defend it a different time. So yes, you lid bias. You have you have an evid, and you have. Uh, in his family, meaning you have, he's married to a shivcha, so there's a shivcha there, uh, a woman, uh, a, a maidservant, so you could have their child would have a bris, shanimo la'echa, there could be a case where you'll do the bris on day one, after, uh, on the, the day the baby's born. Ve'yeshi litvayis, we'll have another case, shanimo la'shmarin, they'll actually do the bris mila on the eighth day. Yesh miknas kesev, you could purchase a baby or a ever shenimol echad. Do the bris on day one. Yesh miknas kesev shenimol l'shmaina, and you'll have another purchase that you'll have to wait till the eighth day to the bris milas. So the Gemara is going to go through these different cases one at a time. Yesh miknas kesev shenimol echad. What would be an example where I bought something? Uh, I bought, I bought, I bought the evan, and you do the bris mila on day one. Vh miknas kesef shnimo l'shmoni keitzad. So lokach shivcha meuberes va'achakach yodah. So a person would would purchase a a, a maid servant, and she's pregnant, and then she gives birth. 
Okay, so he purchased her. Zel miknas kasef hanimul shmanis. So since she's since she's giving birth, once she she's already a shivcha kananis, which is a quasi Jew. It wasn't just uh, you know owning slaves. They became part of Klai Yisrael for some halachas. So we'll get to this. There are many Gemaras, you know, Kedushin and Yivamas. We'll, we'll spend a lot of time throughout the family discussing the status, halachic status of Avakanani and of Shivcha Kananas. But it's not that they, they, they're just working for us. They actually become part of Klai Yisrael. So, somewhat. So we have to give the child a bris milah. So since she was already purchased prior to her giving birth, so when she gives birth, it makes sense. Nimo l'shmayna. The baby's born. The, the bris is on the eighth day. So far, so good. Another case, yesh miknas kesef shnimul echad. I could purchase something and it's going to do the milah on, on, on one day. On day one, yesh miknas kesef shnimul echad. Lokach shivcha mubaris. So he purchased a shivcha who was already pregnant. Va'achakach yoldo. So zel miknas kesef animul shmaina. Makes sense. You do it on the eighth day. But lokach shivcha uvladima. He purchased a shivcha. She already had a baby. So zui miknas kesef shnimul echad. So day one already. As the baby is coming into Klal Yisrael to be a, to be an Evikanani, so you would give him a bris on that very on that day, because that's similar to like a gerus, where there's no concept of waiting eight days when the child's born as a Jew or quasi Jew. So it makes sense eighth day, but when the baby's already born, so day one already, you would give him the bris. What would be a case where baby's born? And you, you wait till the eighth day. So lokach shifcha. This would be the, the, the textbook case. You purchase a shifcha. And it's Abra Etzloi. She became pregnant while she was under the, the jurisdiction of the Yisrael. Yolda, she gives birth. Zeilid bias. And Yimul Very good. Rabbi Chama Omar. Yolda v'achakach hitbila. Let's say she gave birth. And then she went to the mikvah in order to become an Evid, which is a similar to the of Gyeris. So it comes out that the son was born when she was still tummy. So This is called Yelid bias that the Mila would be day, uh, uh, on, uh, on day one. Meaning, we're going to call her Yelid bias, not, not a Miknas Kesef. The Pasuk says that there's, uh, there's different ways. You can have uh, purchasing with Kesef or Yelid bias that you, that, you, uh, that you have as an Evid. So here, you already purchased her but she did not yet go to the mikvah, so she's still tameh. She gives birth, then she goes to the mikvah. So we're calling this child a yelid bias. He was born in the house, but still the bris would be on day one because he wasn't born b'tahara uh, because his mother didn't go to the mikvah yet. Hitbila v'achakach yolda. What if she went to the mikvah first and then the baby was born? So zayilid bias hanimul shmaina. So then you would give the bris on the eighth day. The tanakama. The Tanakhama holds no. There's no difference. Like Shani love, no difference between it's Bila of Achach Yoda, Bain Yoda of Achach Bila. We don't care. He holds Afagav the Inimo Tmeya Leda Nimo Lishmaina. It has nothing to do with the fact of uh, the mother being a, a, uh, a Jew, Leinian Tumavatahara. Either way, you have to wait. There's Tumma, there's a, there's a, um, this, the Mila would be on the eighth day. So who is this opinion? This is the same as we had in our our sugya. Our sugya was discussing Isha Kisazria Vyolda, right? So Biyamashmini does a Mila. So we said whoever has Rav Asi said whoever has Tuma of Leda, then you have the bris Biyamashmini. This Tana does not hold like that. He was not nothing to do with anything. Afagav, the ain't Imoy, Tumeya Leda, uh you still have the bris on the eighth day. Okay. So Amarava. 
Bishlam of the Rabbi Chama, everything makes sense according to Rabbi Bar Chama, who says it all depends on the Tumah, Tahara status of the mother, and therefore if the mother was not yet B'Kedusha Yisrael, so then you wouldn't do the, the Mila on the eighth day, you do the Mila right away, so Meshkach you live by may I have a case where the child's born already in the house, and the meal is done on day one, and I have, because that case was, the mother never went to the Mekli yet, she doesn't have the status of Tumah Vatahara, and I have another case of Yilid Bayes Nimel Shmaina. I have that case, which would be she already went to the mikvah before she gave birth. I could also have Miknas Kasef Nimel Achad. We purchase a, an, Eve, an Eve Knani that you would do the Mila that day. Or Miknas Kasef Nimel Shmaina if you purchased a pregnant woman. And we're going to get to all these cases. So Yodav Achakachat Vila. Let's say she gave birth and then she went to the mikvah. This Shivcha Zeilid Bayes Nimel Achad. This is called the Yilid Bayes. That it's born in the house, you already own her, but you're still going to do the bris milah on day one. Why? Because the mother didn't go to the mikvah. Since she didn't go to the mikvah, she does not have the tumah tahara status, and she's not tame leda. And this goes with our pasuk that, and the only time you do bris milah is when the mother is tame leda. So here you do the milah on day one because the mother is not yet bitahara. Good. That's Zaylid Bayes Shenimo Le'echad. So this makes sense according to Rabbi Chama. Next case. Hitbila, if she went to the Mikvavakach, Yolda, then she gave birth. Zaylid Bayes Shenimo Le'echad. This would be considered Yolid Bayes, that the, the Mila would be done on the eighth day because she's ready to move Tahara, and therefore she's going to wait seven days before she's Tahar. Mila Biyamashmini. Fine. So far, so good. Third case, Miknas Kasef Nimo Lashmoina. You have a, a purchase where you're going to do the Mila on the eighth day. You're going to Shalokach Shivchum Ubaris, Vidbila, Vachach Yolda. You purchase a Shivchum Ubaris, meaning she's a Shivcha who is already pregnant. And she went to the Mikvah, and then she gives birth. So beautiful. She gave birth when she was already with Kedusha status. Now she's Tame Leida seven days. Eighth day, Bris Mila. That's great. That's a Miknas Kasef Nimo Lashmoina. The final case of Miknas Kasev Nimol Echad, what would be that case? We have a funny case. Now, the truth is, we could have said the case before where you purchased the, the baby after he was born already. But for some reason, the Rishonim are bothered by this, but for some reason, we're trying to find another case. Miknas Kasev Nimol Echad, what's the case? So, two people go to the market, and there's a pregnant maidservant for sale. One of them buys the, the mom. And the other one buys the rights to the to the ubara, the rights to the fetus. Okay, so in this case, the purchaser of the uber does not have any rights to the mother, and therefore, we're going to say that this birth is not similar to Leidas Yisrael, to a typical birth in Klai Yisrael, because in a typical birth in Klai Yisrael, there's a connection between the mother and the baby here. They're parting ways, so therefore, you will not do the mila biyom hashmini. Does, the Gemara does not bring any source for this, but that is the Miknas Kesef that's going to be Nimo Lechad. So, according to the Tanakama, Bishlam Akula Meshkachasla, according to the Tanakama, who holds that, that, um, that we do not care about Tumav Tahara regarding the eighth day, all these would fit. If you don't go with uh, Rabbi Chama, 
that when a, a woman is not yet Begidushis Yisrael, that we don't do the bris on the eighth day, how are you going to find the case of Yelid Bayis that's Nimalacha? Because according to the Tanakhama, I don't care if the mother is Tame later or not. Once you own the Shivcha, she's already uh, called a Jew, right? Even though she's not Tahar yet, since I own her, it's called Yelid Bayis, when she has a baby, I should do the bris on the eighth day. How would you ever have a case of a Yelid Bayis that's Nimalacha? According to Rabbi Chama, I could find you a case. If I could find a case where, where the mother's not going to be Tameh, uh, Tumas Leda, so then you would not do the bris on the eighth day. How would I find a case where the mother's not Tumas Tumas Leda if she gave birth before she went to the mikvah? So she doesn't have a Kedusha Yisrael yet, and therefore she would not become Tameh Tumas Leda because she's not yet Bittahara, so it's not going to be called Tumas Leda. So therefore you do the bris on, on day one. You wouldn't wait till, till day eight. But according to the Tanakhama, I always wait till eighth day because I don't care about Tumah Vatahara regarding this Pasuk. So what would be the case? The Brahisa said, Yelid Bayis, Nimalecha, there's a case where you purchased, I'm sorry, where you had a baby being born in the house of the Shivcha, and Nimalecha, what's the case? So Rav Yirmiya, interesting case, Bilakeach Shivcha Leubra. You you uh, purchased a, uh, a Shivcha, this uh, servant, this maidservant, Leubara. Just for her fetus, meaning you don't own the, the the mom. You don't own the mom. So therefore, in this case, the baby is going to be going to be. Uh, you're not going to do the bris meal on the eighth day. Why? Because it's not similar to a leidas yisrael, and therefore, because there's no chilek of the mother there, and therefore I could find you a case if you live bias that is called that is nimo leechad. So the Gemara says, "Hanicha lamanda amar kinyan peros laf kinyan gufi." This fits well with the Gemara Baba Basa. The Gemara Baba says that if you own, uh, if you own um, uh, Paris or something, let's say you, you, bought, you bought the fruits of the tree, okay? This is called Kenyan Paris. So there's one man that says, Laf Kinyan dummy, that this has nothing to do with the tree itself. All you get is the apples. You have nothing to do with the tree. We view it as two separate entities. So here too, it makes sense. The baby is a separate entity from the mother, and therefore it's not similar to a classic uh, birth by a Jewish mom. So it makes sense you do the Mila on day one. According to the one that says that no, anytime I purchase the apples, it's still considered as if I have somewhat something to do with the tree. I'm purchasing the apples from this specific tree. So therefore, in our case, where the you purchase the fetus from this mom, you are getting a chilek of the mother. So when a baby has a relationship with its mother, and there is a, similar to what we would call a regular birth in Kali Yisrael, you should be doing the Mila on the eighth day. So what would be the case of Nimol Liyoim Echad? So Okay, so here is an interesting case. You purchase a Shivcha, but you have no intention of having her become a full-fledged uh, Jew. So she's not going to actually go to the Mikvah. She's never going to she's never going to become a full-fledged Jew. So there, there's not, she's not going to become Chayev and Mitzvahs. So her son is, uh, is, has something to do with the mother, but the mother is not at all in, in the picture of Chayuv and Mitzvahs. So therefore, we don't view the mother as a typical relationship between mom and son. And you can have a case of a Yelid bias. You own her, so it's Yelid bias. It's not Kenya, not purchasing a baby. It's Yelid bias. It was born to you after it was already in your possession. 
and you would not do the bris on the eighth day here because it's not a typical leda of the Israelis. And you would do the bris on day one. So that's the funny case we came up with of a Yalid bias that's nimul echar. And even if you hold that, uh, whoever says Kenyan Paris is Kenyan Guf dummy, over here it would not be because the, this Guf has nothing to do with Klai Yisrael. She's not accepting any mitzvahs. And therefore, you would still do the bris milah on day one. Okay, we'll stop here. Yashukayach.